I'm a, you know what? As I was rushing, literally, I was fast. I was doing this power walk into the cinema, and there was these other people who were late with me. And we didn't know. We've never met each other. Complete strangers. They literally just shouted, "You late for Ant Man too?" I said, like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> we all just laughed on the way down. <laughs> Welcome to the Lockdown Yard podcast where we discuss all things TV and film. My name is Ed. And you know me, my name is Charles. We're not experts, nor are we people with deep industry knowledge. We're just fans, having a group chat with you guys. So enjoy the show and let us know your thoughts. See you in the lockdown yard, baby. Phase five, phase five. We are going, baby. We are here. Does not feel like we've been through four phases already and to be honest by the end of this review you're gonna find out why i just couldn't care less for phases anymore (laughs) whatever just give me good movies all right i'm at that point now i was with it phase one phase two but now i'm just like even for me who's followed the marvel cinematic universe quite religiously it's all getting a bit confusing for me they lost me around phase three to four it all gets a bit mixed up for me but it's still very sharp in my head, you know. I can't name Phase 3 to you off the top of my head. I'd have to Google that, for example. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. I can't name Phase 4. And you go, what? What? I can't name Phase 4 off the top of my head. I'd have to Google it, so... That, that just happened. All right, more Phase 3 then. Phase 3. Okay, for goodness <laughs> sake. I'm guessing Phase 4 Phase four is everything from One Division onwards, right? Yes. Ending with Wakanda Forever. All right. Which you hope you hope to God you remember Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Um, So yeah, as you have probably guessed, today we are here to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Versus Langless Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you haven't been following the MCU, for anyone listening, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania is the third installment of the, I guess, micro-trilogy within the MCU. So you had Ant-Man, Ant-Man 1, then you had Ant-Man 2, or Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was called. Mm-hmm. Then now you've got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is the third installment and the official kickoff of Phase 5. And mm-hmm. the introduction of none other than Jonathan... Oh, no, it's not his introduction into the MCU because he was in Loki. Yeah, it's first inter- introduction as Kang, not yeah. the one who's remains or whatever his name was. Oh, the one who remains, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this this movie had a lot of the returning cast. You had obviously Paul Rudd as mm-hmm. Scott Lang. You had Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne. Obviously, you had Jonathan Majors come in as Kang. Uh, you had Michael Douglas coming back, Michelle Pfeiffer, or as Charles Michelle. likes to say, <laughs> you knew I was going to say this <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer Pfeiffer and yeah we had some uh, some new incoming stars so she played Scott's daughter Catherine Newton mm. so she's in there as well and yep, yep. yeah unfortunately we didn't have some some of the other characters coming back like Michael Pena he was actually one of my favourite like the whole film I I I shit you not, the whole film, I was waiting for this guy just to show up. I didn't even care. As much random stuff was going on in the film, Michael Pena would have made sense to be in there somewhere. Honestly, I know, like a few of my guys hate him. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of my boys, Ray, he hates that character. I, I don't understand it. Like This guy makes the film sometimes. Where was T.I., man? T.I., man. We need T.I. He tried to go into he tried to get into stand-up comedy and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. No, did not. <laughs> he tried to get into stand-up comedy and he was getting booed on the stage and I don't know where he is right uh, now. Yeah, stay in your lane, bro. That's what I meant. Stay yeah. in your lane. But I just about so I saw this movie with you, Charles. And obviously I was a bit late for it. Uncharacteristically late, but I was literally just done a long journey. I genuinely thought you gave up. I'm glad you came through. I was always going to make that movie somehow. Even if I missed all the trailers and I literally walked in, by the sound of it, not too far into it, probably about two, three minutes in, which is Ten cool. seconds, mate. You might miss like... Nah, nice. nah, 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 mate. Two minutes, two minutes, sorry. Yeah, two yeah, minutes. Two minutes still, tops. You, you, 
you could you could piece together what happened. Nothing. We were there. We were there, and no, I must yeah, say, it was a quite it was quite a nice cinema. That's the first time I've been to that one in Leicester Square. So so usually we go to the the one in Leicester Square. Yeah, they're both in Leicester Square, but one of them is just underground. This one's like a West End. Yeah, West End. Yeah, I found it so much better, man. Just the quality, the sound quality, and everything. I was like, damn, might have to come here more often if I can. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a whole vibe, like you like you said, it's very surrounding the sound and you know, the fact you're underground. You know that too is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You know what? As I was rushing, literally, I was fast. I was doing this power walk into the cinema, and there was these other people who were late with me. And we didn't know, we've never met each other, complete strangers. They literally just shouted, you late for Ant-Man too? I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we all just laughed on the way down. <laughs> we love it. We love and it. They, funny enough, they were late, but they stopped for food. I mean, I thought I was late, running late too, and I did the same thing. You weren't late, late. You are just late for the trailers, maybe. But people yeah, were late for the actual start of the film and still buying food. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, as we usually, we usually do. We'll just give our quick non-spoiler thoughts and then we'll get into the details with all the spoilers. So starting with you, Mr. Chaz, what were your thoughts, non-spoilery thoughts, your overall thoughts or whatever on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? Okay. I feel like I was sold a different kind of movie than I got, but I'm used to this kind of movie, but I'm not entirely happy about it still. That's a very long sentence. Let me try that again. That's the long and short um, of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the summary of what I'm going to get into. Um, I think it was entertaining, but I feel like we've seen this kind of film before a bunch of times. The MCU tropes are getting ridiculous now. I feel I feel like I really wanted something. But after Wakanda Forever, I know that was a very different kind of film, but the tone was so refreshing compared to the rest of Phase 4. And I wish they kind of had kept some of that from Wakanda Forever to just continue the tone. Like, it's serious from now on. The jokes are over. It's not a phase mm. anymore. It's just like, this is the next threat, you know? And we kind of got that a little bit, but the jokes were there. Everything felt so colorful and bubbly. It felt... Uh, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the the place, the, the quantum realm. Like, the yeah. characters are very... Um, they felt, like, tropey, like, Maybe Star Wars ish, kind of. If you get what I mean. Oh yeah, I I full on got Star Wars vibes in in some areas. In fact, even yeah. from just the costumes, I mm-hmm. really got Star Wars vibes. Yeah, and like all in all, standout performances for me. <laughs> okay, Paul Rudd, he still kills it for me as Ant Man. You and me both love at him as Ant Man and the Ant Man movies. Before Absolutely. This one. Like there was this one part. I want to get into it, but it's just such a weird feeling you only get because it's Paul Rudd. I'm going to uh, remind me of that part. And we'll do, we'll do. I really liked um, Michelle Pfeiffer's one, although she annoyed me from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> she annoyed me um, from time to time, but um, to be honest, a lot of them annoyed me a little bit, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But the ultimate standout, you know who that's going to, man. Bill Murray, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was actually about to say Bill Murray jokingly as well. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we're just too in sync, man. Flips yeah, sync. man. <laughs> Obviously, but no. Um, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Ah, oh, man, he was a great uh, performance. I feel like I really want to see more of his character going forward, but in this film, I, I kind of feel like he was underused a little bit, but. Overall, he mm. gave the energy back to me, so I enjoyed the film a lot more in the second and third half. Very menacing. Yeah. Very menacing. Like The way he talked was so cool. It was like, calm at all times. Mm-hmm. He could be saying the worst things to you, and he would just be saying, like, this is me compromising with you. Do you understand? Yep. Ant-Man. The only times he raised his voice were like, you felt the rage, man. Like when he was yeah. okay. Spoiler again. I'm not gonna get into that. But overall, I'm don't need to watch this film again, though. As much as I'm gushing about what I liked and what I didn't like, I don't think I'll need mm-hmm. to watch this film again. I think I'd rather watch it streaming. Then that's my rating as well. I'm gonna give that early streaming. Really? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into it. I agree with you on some things there. So thank you for your thoughts. Me personally, so yeah, I agree. I agree, you know, Jonathan Majors as Kang, 
absolutely carried this movie. Carried. Because, oh man, the movie started and as it was going on, it tried to capture the spirit of, you know, Ant-Man 1 and 2, which, backstory, both of us, we actually enjoy probably a lot yes. more than a lot of other people. I get I get a lot of pushback on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man 2, basically. People yeah. say, what, really? Yes. I, yeah. I, after rewatching that movie, it was really enjoyable. And I loved, as I said, Michael Peña and his gang, their characters, even Walton Goggins as the villain. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that movie. It's just a really good Ant-Man adventure. And it only creeps into the MCU in the post credit scene. That's just nice. It's refreshing. Exactly. Both Ant-Man 1 and 2. And like just off the top, I definitely did enjoy Ant-Man 1 and 2 more than this one. Same here. Same here. Because even though Kang or Jonathan Majors as Kang was the standout, I just felt pretty much every other part of this film. Actually, except Michelle Pfeiffer. She was a surprising standout as well for me. She was really good in this. They gave her a lot more than they did in Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So she was she was good. She nearly stole the show in some parts. She nearly did, yeah. To be honest, she nearly stole the show. So her, uh, Jonathan Majors and Michelle Pfeiffer, the standouts in the movie. But I just felt everything else was just quite lackluster and I just didn't yeah. enjoy it as much yeah. as I did the previous installments. Because as you said, uh, Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, he was cool. He was just pretty much the same as he was in the previous mm-hmm. two films. Maybe a bit less funny this time. They gave him a few less jokes. I don't know, but he was a bit more serious towards the end than I seen him before. Yeah, yeah. I felt Evangeline Lilly was so so underused. It was crazy. That's like what happened. Mm-hmm. Why have you just pushed her to the side? She's literally like in the title, Ant Man and the yeah. Wasp. And the it Wasp. felt like it should have been yeah. It should have it should have been Ant Man. No, maybe Kang versus Jane or something. <laughs> oh no, Jane, not not Jane. Janet Van Dyne, probably. It should have been Kang versus Janet Van Dyne as a title. Don't feel it had a great ring to it. Yeah, because <laughs> Ant Ant Man and the Wasp were kind of side characters in this movie, and yeah, it was a sea of CGI. Which you know, as a lover of Avatar one and two, I'm not going to say the amount of CGI is the problem. It's just, I guess, the quality of it, how it was used. Uh, so many side characters and quests I just didn't care for whatsoever, man. <laughs> there were like whole scenes that I just didn't care for. Michael Douglas's character, I feel like he went off and then came back and just explained what he did. <laughs> I was like, that kind of just took me out of the whole film. I was like, bruh, you're doing this for real? Yeah, most of the main cast we grew to know and love in the first two installments, were kind of pushed to the side in this one, especially Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas's characters. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... then By the time the film ended, I just felt, yeah, I don't really want to watch this again. If I do, I'll wait for the clips to come up on YouTube and then just watch the bits with Kang, maybe. But I don't really <laughs> want to watch the whole thing again. I didn't enjoy it as much as the previous two. You don't want to see how they how they learn the language of the quantum realm again. Oh my days! <laughs> Not the ooze. If there was ever an an example of a MacGuffin, that is your MacGuffin right there. Hundred percent, man. So I, I did see a few of the critics' overall reviews going into this, and a lot of them weren't good. But I feel like the critics did way too much because there it's not a bad movie. Let me just say that. This was not a bad movie, but it certainly wasn't no. very good. It wasn't great. No. It wasn't that strong to me. It was just all right at best for me. So definitely no, it's not going to be ranked alongside the likes of Thor, Love and Thunder and all that in the doldrums of the MCU. No way, no way. It's definitely, I, I, don't, I hate using this word, but mid, all right? This mid <laughs> thing is <laughs> mid. It's not as good as Ant-Man 1 and 2, in my opinion. Loads of people are going to disagree with me on that, but yeah. It wasn't as enjoyable as I had expected. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Majors, Michelle Pfeiffer, the standouts. So that that brings an end to my non-spoiler section. So what would you rate it? I'll, I'll leave my rate until the end, but you can probably guess as we go along, to be, to be honest. 
Okay. All right, cool. This will be interesting. What did you love about this film in full spoilery goodness? Mm. Um, I liked the fact that Cassie was involved with her dad and she actually learned on the job. I feel like they're setting up Young Avengers quite... Uh, I think they're setting it up now, which is cool. I mm. want to see if that concept actually works out. However, she did annoy me <laughs> from time to time. I don't know yep. what it is with um, these films. They can't seem to write competent kids. Like All the kids that end up, all these young people end up doing something stupid that I feel like no one their age would do if they were had any sense. But, you know, leaps of faith and uh, suspense of uh, all that. On that, I'd even go as far to say, maybe I'm, there's some blinding omissions and pull them up if, if I've really just omitted a significant performance. But I feel like... Kids haven't been written well in superhero movies since Logan. I'm talking about really well. Mm. Mm. It's very hard to think of examples, and that in itself is just a answer, man. Like, if there had been that many... I think it was Daphne Keane. Yes, it was. British-Spanish actress. Kids have not been written well in comic book movies since her in Logan. Yeah. It's very hard to think of an example, yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry to throw you off your point. I just have to make that. <laughs> no, no, this is good. We're getting to spoilers. We have to discuss, man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But but um, I'll say the other things I liked. Obviously, I'm gonna, we're going to have a whole Kang section, but I'm going to try to think of other things too. I mentioned there was a Paul Rudd moment mm. that I really liked, and that's why I kind of like him as an actor and and in as um Scott Lang. It was the bit where he was trying to he was doing that job for Kang. And yeah. he was uh, he was like a million ants, which I know I don't know if that's gonna trigger you or not to think about, but when he's a million ants basically, and um, he 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 he's climbing up, and then there's the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd. I mean, as Scott Lang, and then he just says, "Go get him, champ." I'm like, why did Paul Rudd motivating himself? Feels so motivational to me. <laughs> that's such a weird <laughs> moment. Uh, that's how like I really like him as an actor. Like um, in this and in, in this um installment, I think he showed a bit more range. I kind of felt like he was being angry towards the end when he was like facing Kang. That beat down. <laughs> that beat down though. That beat down was rough, man. He got beaten to smithereens. He got bleeding blue do 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 man he got beaten hot like and he kept coming back for more. I gave him more respect even though more I gave him more respect after that, but damn Yeah. That's the most serious I've seen Paul Rudd or I guess Scott Lang in the MCU. Absolutely. So he was willing to die. I was like, damn, fair enough. This is a new this is a new side of this guy. That was, that was a cold line. I saw it in the trailer and I heard it in the movie. I was like, I don't have to. You don't get to win. We both just have to lose. <laughs> Something like that. What You sound like Batman there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm tending to be choked out by Kang. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. That was a good line. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else did I like? You know what? No, I can't ignore the big-ass elephant in the room. Let's get into Kang, bro. I was trying to think, and they'll probably come to me later on, but let's get into Kang, yo. Mind you, Kang. this is this is the things we liked, and there are some things I didn't like with Kang, but we'll get into okay, the, We'll fine. start with the loves. The loves and we'll likes. start with the loves. Man, from the moment... Okay, first of all, okay, let's get into one thing I didn't like about Kang, or maybe it was just before Kang even showed up. <laughs> it was just things. Him. Him, him, him. They always ended... Every discussion about Kang before we see Kang with him, I was like, "Is this guy Voldemort or something? Yep. Why can't you say his name?" That infuriated me so it's much. True, him. It's true. You had Bill Murray's character say him. You had, oh my goodness, when we get into the hates, oh my when we get into gracious. the hates, I'm gonna talk about this Murdoch thing. Well, we'll get there. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was holding back. I was holding back because of the things I liked. We gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. It's it's all love and it's all love and peace right now. Yeah, it's yeah, love and it's peace all, right now. It's yeah. all copacetic, man. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, from the moment that he walked around the the hallway to look at Ant Man, you just knew this guy was the shit, man. He was serious. Mm. He just walked up with this gravitas, man. 
just looking down at you from the side. Do you know what a power move that is or a power look that is? Oh, have I killed you before? You're an interesting man, Scotland. Or something like that. <laughs> that was good, you know. Man. The threats were... Like, at first when he said, I'm going to kill your daughter. It's like, ah, oh, typical villain threat. And then he continues, I'm going to kill her in front of you and make you relive that moment over and over again. I was like, damn. All right. He's serious. This is where the Star Wars similarities kind of creeped in. Darth Vader vibes. Oh, you're talking about that for the Star Wars similarities. Oh, no, no, no. no. This, this is one of them. That's one of them. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was definitely Darth Vader vibes. It's like the force mm-hmm. choke and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Air Force energy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Cam was really good, though. Like, that scene, that whole scene in the prison cells, great. That's a great introduction to Kang, as in him speaking himself. But I loved yeah. the, just a bit before that where Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet Van Dyne, was doing the whole backstory thing of mm-hmm. how Kang actually came to be in that quantum realm. And I love I loved that scene when she obviously manages to read his thoughts. I love his how his demeanor changed. He was like this really chirpy, helpful guy, All right, let's fix this. And then as soon mm-hmm. as he saw that Janet had read his thoughts, his whole demeanor just changed. He's like, oh, you discovered my, my secret. The truth, Janet. yeah. And for me, that's when we really saw the real Kang because up until that point, we saw him as this kind of kind of weak dude, right? At the start, when I just walked in, yeah, he was like, what is this place? Help me. Help me, help me. Help me. yeah. Help. And he seemed like this really unassuming guy. And then when his whole demeanor changed and that led up to his scene in the prison cells, that was really cool. So yeah, yeah, I agree, man. He, he was the standout. And that line, when <laughs> just to make, just to make um, us disrespect this Modoc guy even more, when he started to speak, well, oh Kang was gosh. speaking and he, he, he force held him in the corner. Do not speak when I'm in the room. Like, my goodness. Mm. Rude. <laughs> he showed violation. him. He showed him. Proper, proper violation. You're smart. I still didn't feel bad for him, though. Oh, nobody did, man. Nobody did. Mm-mm. So, was that it in terms of what you didn't like about Kang? I don't like how he was used. I mentioned this a bit, but I'll go into a bit more detail. Like, really? No, I, I, it's not like there were things I don't like. I wish they used him in a different way, because I feel mm. like the trailers kind of sold me on this idea that this Kang was the Kang that would be the yeah. most reoccurring one throughout. And I feel Indeed. like this one, if he can be defeated by no offense, no offense, I know it's their movie, but if he can be defeated by Ant-Man and the Wasp. We were sold a dream, but I feel like we're going to get, like, oh, the, the Kang Dynasty? I don't think that's just a name within itself. I think that's going to be as big as it sounds like. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. But in that way, I feel like he was kind of nerfed. He was yeah. powerful. He was imposing. Mm-hmm. He was very menacing. But in that way, I feel like he was nerfed if he was only going to last in this movie. But aside from that, I, I really like Kang. Like, very much like yeah. Kang. I like Ant Man too. Mm. I I agree with the whole nerf thing because, and then a complaint I can see a lot of people are gonna say, ah, he was beaten by ants. It's like, first of all, yeah. put some respect on ants' name. They are strong, man. If ants yeah. are human size, you see how strong they really are because they can apparently lift things several times their weight easily. So ants are strong. Yeah. Just just putting it out there as a, as a nature lover. All right, but uh-huh. yeah, he was nerfed. And I wasn't surprised because the MCU has a thing about nerfing characters compared to how they appear in comics. Yeah, Hulk. But you, Exhibit A. It's, so. it's, it's true, but this is the thing, so I don't mean to jump on your point. But imagine if they did this to, to Thanos when he first showed up. If he got beaten, it took Iron Man so much energy just to make him scratch Thanos' cheek. All that for a drop of blood. Exactly. But can't go being down like he's disheveled if they did that oh, I don't know it's different I know it's different but for someone to keep marketing as the next Thanos level threat they didn't mean it in that way obviously like just as one person like I said multiple Kangs that's true but I, saw, I think the movie definitely gave us the good and the bad of Kang but yeah. one thing we definitely can't fault Kang on is obviously his portrayal 
through Jonathan Majors. So that was that was fantastic. Either way, whatever we didn't like about him, it was to do with the writing. Obviously, it wasn't down to Jonathan Majors. So that's cool. Mm. That's cool. Um, apart from... So you pretty much covered all your likes and then you're like, ah, F it, Kang. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. For me, my non-Kang likes, so Michelle Pfeiffer, as I said earlier, was really good. Mm-hmm. Even her, a lot more action scenes, which I, I was really enjoying. Um, I like how they they made it seem like she really knows this quantum realm, man. She, she, everyone knows who Janet is, man. She's she's part of the furniture here. When she had that weird yeah. greeting with that guy and stabbed him, <laughs> took his arm. Yeah, it's like oh, he, he passed the test. She's one of us again. So yeah, I, I liked how uh, she sold it well. That she was really familiar yeah, with did. the quantum realm and everything. I will say one good thing on that point. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. It's more of a compliment to the the actors as a whole. Given how much CGI they, there is in this film, they had to yep. imagine quite a lot around them. So props. That's not easy at all, man. That is not very easy. Like. The best example I can think of where it was not easy was probably in Geppetto, as Geppetto, um in, in Pinocchio. Oh, with Tom Hanks. Yeah, with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Like, uh, he was working with a CGI cat. Yeah, <laughs> he's working CGI almost everything. So, yeah. yeah, I hear you on that point. Definitely. It's never, it's never easy to just be completely surrounded by CGI and just give your best performance possible. But they did it. They did a really good job. And yeah. kudos to them. So, that poor Rod was hit and miss sometimes. Some of those jokes just mm. didn't hit. I think the only joke I found funny was when he just kept saying, Darren? Darren. Fine. Modoc. It's like, Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he, he didn't even say that. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, poor Rod's jokes were hit and miss in this one. Um, But when they hit... I was like, yeah, that's familiar. I like because I liked his character from previous parts of the MCU, so that works for me. Um, mm. The music, underrated. No one's gonna talk about the music from this movie, but I thought it was really good. I really liked the Ant Man theme and the, the score, really good. And the CGI probably talk about that in the negatives, but some of it was actually really good as well. Um, some of it was very cartoony looking, yeah, but there was there were some some real good bits. When it, I found when it came to the characters who were completely made of CGI, it was just like, eh, not great. But when it came to the scenery and you know, setting up the, the universe, the CGI was actually really good. Yeah. So I like that. You know? And that pretty much covers the likes for me, to be honest. All right. Let's go to the dislikes. Because, yeah, as I was saying, unfortunately, I know it sounds weird because I... It's not like my most hated movie in the MCU or ever. It's, I still think it's a it's a pretty okay movie, but there were unfortunately a number of things I just didn't like in this movie. But mm-hmm. you probably have a lot of the same ones I do. But kick us off, man. I hate that blobby creature. I don't care what his name is. I hate that blobby <laughs> creature so much. That was you know what? cartoony. I didn't mind it. <laughs> no, no, no. You are wrong in life. <laughs> if you like this, the whole thing was weird. The whole thing was weird. But I yes. liked the character otherwise. I don't. I, I want to know who writes I these feel... jokes about the holes and screaming goats. Feel... There's someone doing this. They need to be stopped. They need to be stopped. It's getting too wacky. I get it. It's a brand new realm. But there's a way you do it. You can do it. Like cinematically, like you can do it in like um like James Cameron did it in Avatar. You can do it like um who mm. did it with like Wakanda. But you don't do it with these dumb jokes and these dumb characters. Like they, they feel like a cartoon. Not not in yeah. this. So it'd be like the start of Phase Five. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't like that. It was just too too much. It felt like someone need, yeah, like you said, someone needs to be stopped. <laughs> Someone yeah, someone, someone's writing. They, they tried to... I feel like at some point they really tried to force the MCU jokes where it's like they'll be they'll be on a good run and then they'll be like, ah, remember, we're MCU. Just going to insert this joke. And I really feel like they wasted William Jackson. William Jackson, you know the guy, the black dude who's the, the mind reader. Oh yeah, This guy is a superb actor, man. Like He's from... We, First time I saw him was for Midsummer, and could have been more utilized. 
better utilized in the MCU than this kind of throwaway role, to be honest. All right, it's okay. He can go and sit next to Christian Bale as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that Christian Christian Bale one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 used character, uh, the whole thing was weird. I was like, what? They're really trying to double down on this weird joke, but I didn't mind it. It wasn't not. I minded the joke, the the character itself. I didn't mind. All right. What do you think of uh, Bill Murray? Didn't need to be in the movie at all. Absolutely. Did not at all. If if Mike if Michael Douglas wasn't there to punch him, why are you putting him there? Because I feel like he was egging him on. I wanted to see some kind of like something. But no, it was nothing. It was just like a blatant just cameo. His his cameo felt like he just had a word with Peyton Peyton Reed, the director, saying, Yo, and I need me some some of that Disney money real quick. Just slide me a little something. It's like, okay. I'll squeeze you in here. It's not really a, a key role, but we can fit you in. That's what that felt like. I'll take it. Yeah, legit. So, yeah, Bill Murray, again, another huge actor. <laughs> they just flung a throwaway role and just said, yeah, have that, hold that. I'm like, come on, man. Wasn't needed. Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. What <sighs> was that? From the CGI... To the fact that he calls himself, I'm not going to remember the acronym. Machine designed only for killing. Machine designed only for killing. Fair enough. Something like that. He didn't kill anyone. Not that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from looking horrendous and just having bad lines and I don't know. The, <laughs> the bit at the end was so bad, but it was so cheesy and funny at the same time. Said, <laughs> My name is... Darren and I'm not a dick. I was like, oh goodness. Oh, that bit. I thought you were talking about the end where he actually died. Oh, it's like I'm an Avenger now or something like that. Mm, you've always been a brother, you Scott. <laughs> and then his little hand wipes his face. <laughs> Why did that remind you of Deadpool 2 when he was trying to regrow his hands and legs? Or his legs? <laughs> Why does it remind me of Scary Movie 2? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you need to take my hand. Get it away from me. <laughs> you gotta take my strong hand. <laughs> oh man! If you haven't watched Scary Movie Two, you're not gonna get that reference, but. Heck, just watch it anyway. Just watch it. It's so much fun. If you want to laugh, yeah. Uh, the bits of Kang I didn't like. Uh, his slow descent in f- from calm, composed, but menacing to outright mustache twirling villain. He's like, he's like, bring him down. Ah, I'm going to defeat you all. It's like, what happened, man? That happened too quickly. I know. I know. I know exactly what you mean. It did. You're not controlling the scene much when you're shouting. Yeah. It's down to the writing. Not that, Nothing on Jonathan Majors. He's just... He does what he can with the script he's given, but... Yeah. Was, Thanos didn't do that. I don't think Thanos even did the whole maniacal thing, or right? shouting. He didn't really. No, he didn't. He, he seemed like a, just a man on a mission. Exactly. And, yeah. Some bits of Kang I didn't like. The, the performance was great, but the direction they went with it and how, as you mentioned, he was defeated by bloody Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I don't like doing the whole compare to comics thing too much, but if you <laughs> if you tell me in the comics that Ant-Man and the Wasp defeated Kang, <laughs> that's just laughable, man. I'm sorry, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It reminds me, it kind of reminds me, you remember, remember those stupid theories about how if Ant-Man was alive or just um, available during... Um, Infinity War, Thanos would have yep. died. Oh, just, just go in his ass, just, blow up. Yeah, yeah. Just like the boys, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just no, Kang. You don't get defeated by Ant Man the Wasp in the comics. I'm so sure. If you, if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, it's it's laughable. The the power levels, the power level change from the comics to the live action movies. I mean, I've called it into question many times with the Hulk, especially. And I understand oh. this is just a variant of Kang, where we, even though we were yeah. led to believe 
this guy was the biggest and baddest of them all, but the I doubt Kang. it. Yeah, he's not the Kang. He was he's the Kang that annoyed the rest of the Kangs, but he's not the Kang. He's the, he's the appetizer. He's not the main course. Yeah, so that I guess that puts me a bit more at ease with the fact that he was defeated by bloody Ant Man, for goodness sake, and the Wasp. But other things I did not like about this movie, apart from the jokes that didn't really hit. Yeah, I think we mentioned it earlier, but so many characters just felt like they were just there for the sake of being there. Hope, Hank, the the other lady who's like a warrior, she was kind of mean at first, but then they joined forces with Cassie and whatnot. That whole side mission, I just didn't care. I didn't care for any of that. It's like they're trying to overthrow Kang because he destroyed their land and... They really tried to make us care about that. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't really like the Cassie character either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it said from the beginning that she annoyed me. You just can't write these characters properly. Yeah. And some of the effects with Cassie were a bit funny. Like the first the first time she shrunk, I, I don't know if you noticed it, that looked a bit choppy and clunky. I was like, what 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 happened to the effects? Mm. They were they used to be really good at the shrinking effect. And then when we saw her in and mode it looked really weird and then at the very end when she kind of beat Murdoch and then she she blew up in size you could clearly see like the green screen behind her she's just normal size Cassie yeah. there's no <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about yeah when she was on the bridge I thing yep, I know. yeah that looks really really unpolished I was like come on man you guys have how many billion dollar movies do you guys have in this franchise that's more about that's more of a quote on the CGI than the actress, dude. Yeah, it's on all of it, man. It's all it's a production, isn't it? But I feel like any bad CGI we see these days is in protest because <laughs> I know you've seen those reports about the hours they make them work. Kevin Feige got yeah. them working hard, man. Overtime and the pay is not great relatively. So yeah, any bad CGI we see is in protest. I think She-Hulk was the ultimate protest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, it's good. Well, it's good though. Yeah, and there are quite a few plot holes. I'm afraid to say. Now with plot holes, it's usually like nitpicky, but I, there's some I just couldn't look past. The number one for me was, and maybe I'm remembering this wrongly, at the end of Ant Man Two, as in the post-credit scene, when Scott goes back into the quantum realm, did we see any sort of objection? Or negative energy from Janet telling Scott, don't go there. Don't go there. The, the quantum realm. Kang. This and that. There was nothing. But now all of a sudden, no. it's quantum realm. No, no, no. We, we can't go there. No, no. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Where was the energy? I don't know, you know. I think I, the only thing I can think of is maybe it was like exploratory. Whereas, whereas Cassie, she was sending a signal. A signal can be traced. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, but the energy was not there at all. That is an inconsistency. It wasn't there. And another thing, which I don't really think was addressed, unless I missed something. But so last time Scott went into the quantum realm, he was there for around fifteen minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the equivalent of five hours in real Earth time, if I'm not mistaken. Five years, sorry, in real Earth time. Yeah. Yeah. Was why was that not the case this time? Oh god, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Cuz he went he went he went back to the normal realm and then you could see that there's the same old man who was calling him. Thank you Spider-Man. He was still there. It didn't seem like 5 years had passed, man. It should even have been longer cuz they it felt like they were in the quantum realm for longer than 15 minutes. Oh, they obviously were. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? It's true. So have you guys just changed yeah. the rules? What? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. That's a very good point. Yeah, man. There's yeah, just a, those are those are two. There are other plot holes which are nitpicky, so it's whatever. But those two are ones where I just felt, nah, come on. We can someone address this because it's gonna drive me crazy. The Janet one, like, I, I literally had to go back to that post credit scene. Just to even look for any kind of expression on her face which showed objection. There was nothing. It is. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to say, don't do this. Sloppy. 
And the time difference. The time difference. I need to know, man. I need to know. So, That's yeah, those, those plot holes, just, they just stuck stuck out like a sore, sore thumb to me. I just, yeah, very unsatisfying. And all contributed to me not liking this as much as Ant-Man 1 and 2. Mm. Yeah, the supporting cast just wasn't as strong as they were in 1 and 2. Like, they're hit and miss. A lot of people don't like it, but Michael Peña and his crew, I'm sorry, their, their absence was felt <laughs> big time. Big time. Baba Yaga, Baba. <laughs> See, that humor works. That works, even though it's MCU is is hell, but it works. When you, yeah, you, we missed them. I missed them. I really did miss them. Big time. Big time. Um, yeah, as, as you already mentioned, Hank Pym, you, you said already, he just disappears. He does his own storyline with his ants. Yeah, I found some smart ants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my ants are really smart. Look what they did. They can fly now. They got a colony. <laughs> you and your impressions, man. When are you going to get into this voice acting thing? I don't know, man. We'll see. Maybe 2023 will be the year. Oh, so this year. Cool. I will come back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I felt like Michael Douglas seemed kind of done with this MCU thing. I don't know if you got that vibe as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I saw in an interview, someone asked him something about his appearance in Ant-Man 3 and then he must have replied saying hopefully I die in the next one so like, God I, don't damn. Was, I don't know if that was um, in jest or that was just Bantz but heck if it wasn't Bantz hmm. it definitely shows because he seems like he's done with his MCU thing I remember when he first joined the MCU he was quite skeptical I remember because yes. you know Michael Douglas big time actor he's done loads of other completely non-superhero films in the past but he kind of he he really he was really good he was really good yeah. in his role man and Ant-Man 1 is, I love him in Ant-Man 1 especially the scene when he was narrating to Scott what the suit yes. can and can't do mm-hmm. that was a great scene great mentorship that scene yeah maybe it's the writing or what but he was really pushed to the side which I felt was a bit meh and that leads me on to hope where I don't know why they pushed her to the side. She's literally in the title, for goodness sake. Yeah. They could have given her a much better role in this. She's kind of seemed done with this whole thing as well. I, I don't know. I just felt kind of sad watching them, personally. Mm. They gave those new side characters. You can't tell me their names right now. If I asked you what was the name of any of those side characters, even the ooze guy, you can't tell me. No, I can't tell you nothing like that. So yeah, these side the fact these side characters were pretty much given more of a role to star in this movie than the characters we know and love didn't really sit right with me, but that's just my thing. But yeah, when the movie ended, I just felt kind of underwhelmed by it all. Mm. And I can always tell when I just didn't like it, when I just don't feel like watching this again. I've, I, I was watching that thing like, I don't want to watch this again. If I do, I watch it in clips when they, someone pops them up on YouTube see Kang versus Scott or whatever but I was like eh I'm not watching this one again nope the post credit scenes thoughts mm, I know we're going to be seeing multiple Kangs but I really don't know if I liked how they all looked to be honest so I found a page from the comics where it's pretty I'm going to send it to you right now but it's a page from the comics where it's very accurate yeah it's not saying it's not comic book accurate I'm just saying the, the CGI or maybe like the costume design didn't look as great as it could have. I know they're meant to be very different. That's that's the whole point. That's what I'm looking forward to. But I don't know. Yeah. It just looked a bit off. Like he looked. You don't think it translated well to film? Not really. No. Like in a bad light, you can say that's appropriation. <laughs> but no, like it just looked a bit off to me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Especially the the Pharaoh ones. The makeup was a bit off, wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. It just felt like the bit they did after everyone's gone home and filmed, and like Kevin Feige is like, oh, wait, wait, let me just say, uh, one last one, one last one. It's like, all right, let me just, the makeup artists have gone. It's like, don't worry, I, I can pull it on myself. There's a little, like bit, a little of, bit of here, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're good. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. This kind of looks a bit off, man. It's like, just do it. Just do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. I think I like the the post credit scene more. So, was you referring to the mid credit scene with 
all the Kangs, but I I like the post credit one more because we had Loki and I just like how the, Tom Hiddleston is such a good actor, man. In that small bit of screen time, you could just see the fear on his face from from that variant of Kang. That's him, him again, him again. You know his name, right? I'm just gonna ask you your thoughts on the MCU. I feel like I ask this every time we discuss an MCU movie. Yeah, I feel but, like we do. But now, Phase 5 has kicked off. So, are you excited about things going forward? And if you're not, why? I'm excited for the some of the films. I'm not excited for the whole phase as a whole. I I think that's mostly because I, I know roughly what I'm getting into. If this film had been something different, like really different, this kind of blows my, my theory about the third film always being the darkest, even though this one was darker than the other two. It's still not as dark as I would have liked it to have been. But if it had been as dark at this start, then I'd be like, okay, what's the next thing? Because I was imagining someone was going to die in this one. It didn't have to be Scott. It could have been Michael Douglas from the sounds of it. He's rooting for that. But no one died. Everyone lived. So I don't know. If it had been a, just a bit more than just the jokes and the colors and under under what's the word underused villains then yeah i'll be more excited but at the moment i'm gonna say no i'm looking forward to a few films but no as a whole no do you have this superhero fatigue as they call it i can mingle between superhero movies i don't have to be a straight up mcu head anymore like dc Mm. seems to be doing some madness at the moment so Hey man, I'm rooting for. An, I love an underdog, man. <laughs> I, love I hear you, man. <laughs> I'm a fan of the, the the fire of both of these. Let's see what happens. You know what? You know what I think it is. So I I agree with you. Where, yeah, we had the expectations of the third installment being dark and everything, and the state of the MCU. But I just feel like we've been spoiled, man. <laughs> We've been so spoiled by the high level of consistent superhero movies we've gotten in recent years that I feel like if we had this, it's not lost on me that if we had Ant-Man and there was Quantumania in, I don't know, 2010, it would be mind-blowing. Like, we'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this is is one of the greatest. But yeah, so that's definitely part of it. We've been spoiled because now us... Our standards are so high. You you even have people saying Wakanda for Wakanda Forever was kind of trash, which is no way it is in my opinion. It's all subjective, mm. but damn man, if we're able to say films like Wakanda Forever is trash, then heck, <laughs> we're in yeah. a good place. Then <laughs> yeah, that's so, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not lost on me that if Quantumania came out before this high level of of movies we got consistently i'd be like oh my goodness this is mind-blowing but at the same time that's just one of those if my grandmother had wheels she'd be a bike situations we are where we are now and as i said at the start i don't care for phases anymore man just give me good movies yep. that i'd want to watch over and over again because that's all i care about now man i don't really have superhero fatigue because if for example the there's a good superhero movie that comes out tomorrow, we'd be raving again. So Absolutely. it's like, I'm not saying there's, I'm going to, listen, we said it, we discussed this before. We're going to be there most times on day one, no matter what comes out. Mm. I was there on day one to see Thor, Love and Flipping Thunder, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I gotta go to everything else now. I just got to go to everything else now. So, yeah, I don't have superhero fatigue. But I would like to see some good movies again, man. Because it's Mm. been a while since... Good movies consistently, because it's been a while since that. It's been a while. The MCU, like, they've done well to get to this point where they can make movies like... Even the last few, like, apart from Thor, Love and Thunder, I even had some people who thought Shang-Chi wasn't that great. Like if we can get to a stage where you're saying these kind of movies are trash, then heck, well done to you. That just shows yeah. the level you've been putting up recently. But 
I would love for the MCU to get back to those ways, wouldn't I? Because even though, as I said, I didn't hate this Quantumania movie, but man, they they can do so much better. They better, really can do so, so much better. So much better. You're, you're better than this. <laughs> you're better than this. <laughs> I saw Kevin Feige talking about his plans for the MCU going forward, where it's going to be, he's going to go back to quality over quantity. So he says not going to be okay. as much content pumped out over the year. He's going to reduce it. Uh, which I, I'm like, yeah, I everyone agrees with you. <laughs> this, this is what we wanted. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to things. Even though this wasn't the nice, the best outing they've had, especially to kick off. Even though I don't care about it, but their phase five could have been much better, man. I, think like, so, I wanted yeah. to leave that. I wanted to leave that cinema just thinking, yes, it's a good movie. Ooh. Bring on the bring on the rest, but mm-hmm. I mean I'm still looking forward to Guardians three because that looks that really does look good from the trailers, um, yeah. And James Gunn, he more often than not he hits. Even Guardians two, which I know you still, despite me trying to bring your head round back on it, you're still like nope. I'm like Guardians two is better than Quantumania. Just saying, just saying. Um, so yeah, I sleep on that. And get back to you. <laughs> Those are my views. I've I've not got I've not got superhero fatigue. I'm looking forward to these films, but damn man, can we make them good again? Yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. That's what they're basically saying. So yeah, uh, my you already gave your rating. You, you gave the streaming, which I thought was surprisingly high for how you've spoken about the movie. But I'm giving this. What's the one after streaming? Film four, right? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it if it comes on TV. I don't care if there are ads, but yeah, that's cool. By that's fine by me. I don't want, as I said, I'm not really trying to watch this again too tough. So that's why I'm happy for it to just be in the background on film four. I'll probably pop my head up when Kang's on screen, and then it's like, ah, cool, whatever. So yeah, man. Uh, I just hope Guardians Three is flipping good and follows your rule of the dark thing. The third installment. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I need to get back on track, man. This film threw me off my game. Tell me about it. But that's been us. That's been us. Uh, be good to hear everyone else's thoughts on Ant-Man 3. I suspect it's going to be quite divisive because critics hate it. Well, more often than not, didn't like this. According to Rotten Tomatoes, the audience kind of loved it, enjoyed it way more. So it's going to be divisive. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see what what others think so share your thoughts until then until next time i say until then like i said there's something coming up until next time we are out peace